Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to our very special, unsponsored by HBO Max miniseries. Yes. I'm outraged. I'm outraged by the whole thing. <laughs> you know, like I said before, we'll make it our own then. It's true. It's true. You so how there? You were very supportive in this, and I love you for it. Thank you for it. I got you. Yes. Yeah, so this is our episode two of our nine-part episode on the Last of Us show, which is on HBO Max. Um, so Samantha and I are planning on watching most, if not all, of them together, and then recording our reactions, recaps, thoughts about. The episode that just aired. There are nine episodes. Um, so right now we're on episode two, which is called Infected. So there will be spoilers for the first two episodes. Samantha's going to help me rein it in. Yes. If you miraculously avoid spoilers for the whole game, uh, two games. Right. I'm here for it. A lot of my friends have contacted me and said basically like, don't talk to me about it, even though I have <laughs> talked to them about it. Uh, so you do, but if you don't understand, right? Like you've never seen it, you're not going to really put things together. So right. now that they're watching it, they will start putting things together. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's what several of my friends have said, including Christina, who is going yes, on this journey producer. with us. Right, our super producer Christina who is watching along and somehow didn't take in any of the the spoilers. So I'm very happy. But also thanks to super producer Christina because for these nine weeks that this is airing, we're going to replace my happy hours, which come out every other week, 
um, with these, and they're going to come out on Saturday, so you can get prepared for the next episode that comes out on Sunday. Um, So it's a little bit more work for Christina. Um, So thank you, thank you very much. Uh, We will go after this is over. We'll we'll be going back to our regular scheduled programming. I promise. (laughs) Maybe there's something else we're going to jump into. We love change, and we love trying anything new. We do. We do. Um, and if, you know, listening to this, you have any other ideas or things we could try, mm-hmm. just let us know. Uh, we are on TikTok now. And one of the videos went up last week about the first episode we did. That episode was very haphazard. I think we decided to do it like right before. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if it felt a little chaotic, it was a little chaotic. Um, <laughs> but now now we have a better idea of how it's going to go. Now, Samantha and I have, like, washed our faces and stuff. Yes. Um, we actually brushed <laughs> uh, teeth, uh, yeah. combed hair, uh-huh. things like that. Hopefully, although I will say my hair, I've been trying new things. I watched this YouTube with an Asian uh, creator. She's so cute. She's like, just do this. Lies. I can't just do this. <laughs> That doesn't happen for me. So I just look like I have like clown hair a little bit. No. But I'm like, you know what? It's better than what it was before. Is it? Does it look like what she had? No, not at all. But I'm going to try. So <laughs> to that Asian creator, you're so cute, but it's not as simple. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it looks, you look good to me, Samantha. I blend in the background. So it's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I do, you do. You got a sneak peek about how we normally look when we record. <laughs> it's true. I had my uh, like comfy, yeah, like lesser comfy, which is like a little thinner than the original comfy. Yes, and you were like so tired but overexcited. That was yes. definitely our look. And yes. right now, you are wearing an ode to Lost of Us shirt. <laughs> The Lost of Us. The, the Lost, Lost of Us. Yes. So this shirt, I think, is going to come out. It's an Ellie. She wears it throughout most of the first game. I think in the next episode, we're going to see this shirt. But if you haven't seen it, it's kind of a like Hawaiian-style retro surf shirt. I usually wear it at Dragon Con, and people recognize it. People do recognize it. Um, it's your low-key cosplay. I yes, as you said, and I think you're correct. That's been my pandemic style. Because <laughs> that's been okay. your style. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm also throwing an ode because one of the things I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. One of the things that we do for each other for Christmas, we love very themed, very on point presents. And you, oh, I think this is the one I bought actually. I mm-hmm. you had bought a tumbler mm-hmm. that was Last of Us themed, and then I also bought a tumblers. To actually have, you know, more tumblers at each other's places. And this mm-hmm. one has the butterfly. Yes, which I'm going to be talking about. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking about. And I'm sipping from something that you also gave me, which is the, yes. my infamous new favorite Hope wine tumbler so I can read fan fiction or write fan fiction yes. while in bed without Ooh. spilling it, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, that was the intent. I was like, I need a sip. I need to get you a sippy cup for bed. Yeah, for Because I was saying, like, I would love to just relax in bed and do this, but the wine. Yes. And I was like, um, I got you. We got yes. this. Here's Thank what we're going to do. Yes. But yeah, let's get into this, right? Uh, Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. You're going to... So we thought we would have Samantha give yes. the recap and 
Well, I'll I will give be... a recap because I'm going to probably a little more succinct and less detailed <laughs> than you. That's what we were saying. Like in that level of you get so excited and then you get caught up in like what's in the video games, which listeners, I may end up trying to video Annie watching an episode because it's quite delightful to see her react in the moment to these episodes. I, I may have to actually record this with your permission, of course, but you're yeah. quite giddy. So no, no surprise to anyone. This episode was huge. Annie has a lot of predictions. We're not going to give those predictions because most likely they're going to be on point since she has played the games. Yes. And so we're I not going to do that to you. She has a chart. We have predictions. <laughs> Actually, Annie and I have predictions for the finale too and how yeah. they're going to do. But we won't, we won't tell you until after the fact. We're not going to be that cruel. So let's do a quick recap before we begin. We see that Ellie... Joel and Tess are in an abandoned home. Very picturesque uh, scene. She's lying, uh, looks like on a meadow with a cute butterfly. And I have a lot of questions about these creatures, by the way, and how they're not infected, but okay. (laughs) Joel and Tess have just found out that Ellie had been bitten, but not quite infected, even though that little uh, radar, little detector did say she was infected, but she hadn't turned. So they're very cautious, a little wary. Joel wants to turn back, send, send her on her way. If they kill her, great. If they don't, doesn't matter. It does. It's not up to them. Tess is like, no, this is about getting the car. We have a mission. We need a battery. We got to keep going. But Tess is also very interested and Ellie, and what she is about. So there's a lot of questions. She finally finds out the secret that uh, Marlene is wanting her to go to a center, a firefly center with doctors who may be able to get a cure through Ellie. So big secret. All right, whatever, whatnot. Here we have Tess being all like monotone and tough and be like, this is about us. We only care about us. We're going to do what we need for us. So we'll take you there. But if you twitch or anything, we're taking you out. (laughs) essentially. Um, And so they're on the way. We have the fun line uh, before they leave about sandwiches and Ellie Ellie trying to get a gun. She'd be like, fine, I'll just throw a sandwich at them. (laughs) Hilarious. We love it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of uh, memes about, oh yeah, she's definitely our Ellie because this kind of does track, it does very well track with Ellie of the video games. Sarcastic, trying to be very tough, being stoic, Mm -hmm. a little private and jokey. Very, very jokey with her sarcasm. We stand. Yes. So they move on um, and talk more about their past. There's a connection a little bit with Joel and Ellie at the hotel. And yes, I believe there is a hotel scene in the game, correct? Yes. So this is really on point, y'all. When we say yes. it's on point, they did a great job. So the hotel scene is pretty true. She gets really excited. Uh, there is a swim scene. She does learn to swim later on, right? Spoiler ahead. Uh, because of things like this, where mm-hmm. she says, I can't swim. Mm-hmm. Of course she can't swim. And then mm-hmm. Joel is a, a smart is like jumps in and it's just waist high. She's like, oh yeah, like I'm supposed <laughs> to know that. Very cute. Mm-hmm. They move on. Um, he is pro- very protective of her. We saw that previously because he kind of has that flashback with his daughter. He even protective when she jumps from a, a corpse and he's right there, helps her up. So you see, start to see in a connection, but he's trying to still be gruff and push her mm-hmm. away. They move on um, and... We have that moment where Tess checks it out, which is also in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember it's so, so on point, y'all. Um, <laughs> that uh, she, they go and see all the zombies, essentially. I'm going to call them zombies for now because at this point, we haven't truly seen the clicker. We've heard them yeah. in episode one, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen it. And then they mm-hmm. go through the museum 
yes. Boston Museum with all of the things, and we meet the clickers, which BT dubs were the actual actors and the voice actors in the game. We love this. We love this. <laughs> and uh, the costumes are on point, everything. Even the battle, you played this. You mm-hmm. played this scene, y'all. It's incredible. Um, but they make it out finally after a lot of shooting, a lot of beating down, a lot of scariness, being completely silent. And there is, y'all, that in the game, you have to be completely silent as well. Real mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. They make it out, but oh, and they make it to the checkpoint where they're supposed to take Ellie. Oh no, everyone's dead. What yep. has happened? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't, it wasn't the clickers, right? At this point, we know the clickers don't do this. It was more violent than that. Yeah. So, however, oh no, they step on the, what are the tendrils? Is that what the we're calling tendril them? Vines, yeah. The tendril vines, yeah. The tendril vines, which all communicate with all of them. So they're all linked to this, which is the variation from the game. In the game, it's spores. In this, we have tendrils. So mm-hmm. it alerts all of the zombies. They all come and oh no, all the fighting. Oh no, everything's happening and this is getting bad. Oh good, we're okay. And then Tess has a change of heart because mm-hmm. they're like, wait, this is where we were supposed to go. We didn't get anything we needed. We need to turn back, all these things. And Tess is like, no, she's our only hope. At this point, she's like, I will hold them off. After she's convincing Joel, you have to take her. You have to take her. This is th- th- this is what we need. And then it turns out, oh, no, Tess got bitten. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, by the way, Ellie got bit again, I think, yes. in this. That did not happen in the game, so I was really kind of, what, no. what just happened? That happens, mm-hmm. too, but she doesn't change as where, obviously, Tess's bite is infected very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so she stays behind while she gives them a chance to run away. A lot of sadness. Uh, Ellie wants to stay. Uh, Joel... Daddy Joel, uh, or Daddy Pedro Pascal, as y'all want to say, grabs her and runs away. And we see the really horrific scene, by the way, of her making out with the tendrilled zombie turning clicker guy. And it was really horrific. Everybody was like, why did this have to happen? I was like, why did this have to happen? Um, And then she was able to, after a very tense moment with the lighter, Constantly. Yeah. I was like, why don't you just spark it? Just lay down and spark it. I don't understand. The sparks would be enough. But whatever. I digress. <laughs> she finally gets it, throws it, boom, explodes. And next thing we see is Joel and Ellie are on their way to Sp- P- Portland? Seattle? <laughs> no. I don't, where are they going? <laughs> where are they going, Annie? They're going to see Bill and Frank, who have been okay. hinted at yes, several said, times. Go take them to Bill and Frank. And we did get a preview. If you did see the preview, yeah. you know Nick Offerman mm-hmm. is coming into play uh, as Bill, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yes, this, this, this is all on par with the game. I forgot the beginning part which we do see the scene of the beginning of the infection in Jakarta where the doctor is now infamously a meme, is now, too, saying bomb, bomb everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It is now a meme, Um, which is really sad, uh, which was shocking for all of us. And this scene is not a part of the game, so they actually pushed back even more to get the backstory, which we all very much enjoyed and was glad that they did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So next up, possibly Bill and Frank and more deaths, probably all just all the deaths. I'm going to have, yeah, as I said, it's a grim story. I've had at least two friends text me like, how did you do this? I'm like, oh, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I will have like my non-spoiler predictions at the end, I promise. I'm I'm like really keeping this in mind. Uh, That was an excellent recap, Samantha. Okay, thank you. I tried. I yes, tried. I'm trying to make was, you proud and then oh, keep it in the scene. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And I also want to thank you because you are very kind and have hosted these. We did our Lunar New Year. I was very excited because even though Last of Us is not necessarily anything to do with the Lunar New Year, I wanted to do all the Korean traditions and we mm-hmm. did it. We had the soup, tteokguk, uh, and I love that. So hopefully we'll have good luck, including good luck with these episodes being heard by the right people to know that Annie obviously needs a podcast about Last of Us. Obviously. Obviously. Obviously, right? Okay, so I have a lot of things. I have a lot of things I want to talk about. First of all, there is something I want to do quick, like like I said, the last episode. We didn't know we were going to do this every time. You probably heard like artifacts of that. (laughs) So (laughs) I wasn't being as detailed. A couple things I wanted to point out very quickly. Um, I forgot to mention that you start the game playing Sarah. Um, so imagine like how heartbreaking it was when you watched it. Like it's <laughs> you're right. playing Sarah. Right. Um, and you don't, as I said in there, and um I won't spoil it anymore, but you don't always play Joel. Uh, you do spend most of the game playing Joel, but you don't always play Joel. But that was one of the things that was really heartbreaking. Um something else that came up in this second episode that the uh, creators um, have mentioned about what they changed between adapting it from the game to TV was Joel's physicality. And so he's like kind of, uh, I think he's hard of hearing in one ear, 
They have that line, like, they have bad knees. Yes. um, At one point, so trying to be more um, accurate, I guess, in that aspect of it. I think definitely more realistic. Right. I have a lot of aching pains, and I'm not (laughs) quite 50. (laughs) (laughs) I do, too, and I mostly (laughs) sit on my couch these days. Um, But Joel mentions that he got a hairline fracture uh, from punching that soldier over and over again when he had that flashback about Sarah um, in the first episode. So he says he got a a hairline, and I felt like it was supposed to be kind of symbolic of his leftover trauma from Sarah because there is the scene where he helps Ellie up with his hand and then, like, jerks it away because it hurts. He has Mm -hmm. a hairline fracture. Uh, Also, just to scare you even more, cordyceps is a real thing. Yeah. You probably these are real. <laughs> you probably have seen a lot of articles coming out about it from scientists. It is a real thing. It does. It has a history with insects, as they did in the first episode mentioned. So just leave that there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just for you to have nightmares just, about. Just, here you go. This could happen. I did have a conversation <laughs> with um, Lauren over on Saver, who's very scientifically minded. And she's heard me talk about the game a lot, um, and she knows about cordyceps. And she watched it, and the first thing she said to me was like, well, they really went for it, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they did. The tendrils. <laughs> Y'all, that's a nightmare. It is, it is so scary. Um, there's also, I realize they have, a, they do have a bunch of things from the second game, which I won't go into too much, but one of them is this alarm sound that keeps coming up, and that is huge in the second one, so... Watch out for that. As long as the butterflies, moths, and fireflies, those are big um, symbols and motifs as well. So you've seen the butterflies a lot with Sarah and now with Ellie, as you mentioned one. And then the fireflies, obviously, and the moths, I think, will come in. They'll come in later. But something else to look forward to. (laughs) Uh, I did want to talk about the opening scene, moving into episode two now fully. I feel like they've really done a great job with the cold opens which aren't in the game, but they kind of establish how dire this is. Right. Uh, And so in this one, first of all, the whole flower fan theory turned out to be correct. Correct. Yes. (laughs) It's verified through the Mm -hmm. doctor and the military of Jakarta. Yes, which we mentioned in the previous episode. Uh, But I did love that episode. I thought it was like, it was horrifying. And when we were watching it, when they're examining the body, we thought it was gonna like snap yeah. her mouth. We thought gonna it was snap gonna be, it. I thought she was mm-hmm. gonna get bit, to be honest. Me too. Me too. But kind of, I liked that it didn't. And I liked the ominous, like, yeah, bomb, bomb everything. Um, and then her kind of crying and saying, I just want to go home and be with my family. Uh, and then I noticed in my like fifth rewatch, I've watched it so many times already, it spreads so quickly because it's nine, it's September 24th in Jakarta when she does that. And the in the first episode with what happens with Joel and Sarah, that's September 26th. Yes, and now my birthday, which is also September 26th, <laughs> is always, she literally says, happy birthday, it's Last of Us Day. <laughs> that's I'm usually how it goes. The worst person <laughs> in the world. <laughs> it's quite funny. Uh, I'm like, well, you know. Yeah. That's about right. That's about right. <laughs> yeah, but it just spreads so fast. Like, that's that's terrifying. Yeah. And then... I have a couple of themes for this episode that I wanted to talk about. One is, as we mentioned, I think in the first episode, there wasn't that much of Ellie. She was introduced, um, 
but she wasn't in it that much. This episode had a lot more of her of her character and seeing more about her. Um, as you said, she's very sarcastic. Um, she's funny. She's kind of like a dichotomy of like childish innocence and curiosity, but also like cursing it has seen violence and uh, right. yeah, which is throughout the game and very, very spot on with with her character. I do think they did a really good job of establishing like how important she is, perhaps better than they did in the game. Because in the game, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's important. But in this, they're like, there's no vaccine. There's no medicine. And then to have her, like maybe she could be uh, the cure for all of this and how how horrible it is. Um, So I think they did a really good job with that. When she talks about how she was bitten which you'll see more of. Um, they didn't do that in the first game. But it is a good reminder that she was like a 14-year-old child who's grown up in kind of a military school. Right. And she wanted to go see what a mall was like. And there are a couple of scenes throughout where she gets curious about what life was like before and is kind of flummoxed by it. Like, oh, you were going to go see these movies or you were worried about your weight or all of these things and it just doesn't make sense to her right mm-hmm. and like again her uh interest in that hotel the whole scene mm-hmm. of being like did you stay at one of these right that that's a novelty and i liked his the response this is how of i pay grade no <laughs> right. we couldn't afford this place um mm-hmm. which is like yeah i get that mm-hmm. um but yeah i think it's really right on with her character. And I know there's a conversation about uh, Bella Ramsey being this character, but I feel like she's kind of taking it on her own, but still is really on point with the game. So her childlike characters, her anger, her stoicness, that's exactly what I remember in her trying to get to know. Like that whole scene when she's trying to ask all the questions with Joel kind of was on point with the game as well because she wants to know so many things. She's trying to learn some things. Her wanting a gun, thats that was a whole theme throughout as well. So I feel like it was really on point uh, in getting her established as this, I want to be tough, but I'm very curious right. and I'm still a child. Right, right. Because she's never been outside. Like she said that in the first episode and almost like, gave them away because she's never been outside the quarantine zone, the QZ. Um, and so, like, the the scenery was all, yes, as you said, spot on in the game. But her kind of in wonderment of these buildings that have collapsed and, like, seeing yeah. this greenery and this light. And y'all, when that scenery popped up, Annie and then the friends went, <gasps> Oh, my God. Like, that was the reaction of the scenery because it was so on point Mm -hmm. and it was so grand and it's filming and the way they filmed it. But, like, yes, the reaction was... (gasps) Yes. So many people texted me about the the museum because they were like, this is exact... Oh, my God, I'm getting, like, chills. (laughs) Yes, I know. Um, Also, I'm not going to say much more about this, but Ellie's knife is important. That probably doesn't surprise you. Um, But... Her doing the little tricks with her knife. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. A little little peek. Hint, Uh, hint. (laughs) Yes. I did think it was interesting when they go through the hotel 
and uh, all those discordant notes happen on the piano when Joel and Ellie are trying to like connect or communicate because I feel like they are he's starting to see the world through her eyes a little bit because she has a couple moments where he's just taken aback by her view of like when she's like oh look at this you can't deny this view and he's kind of like what because he doesn't he calls her he said he's she's weird yes yes <laughs> yes but it's like they're trying to find some common ground and connect but it's not there yet Yes, which brings us to Tess. Oh, Tess. Oh, Tess. R.I.P. Pour one out for her. Yeah. Oh, my God. They did change her story quite a bit, and it's funny because I've heard, you know, gamers going to be gamers, and they're like to be mad about things, but people were kind of mad about it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I I always liked about Tess. Unfortunately, with so many characters in in these games, you don't know them for very long or, or you don't get to know them in depth and not, it, that, that doesn't necessarily mean they die or anything it's just kind of the nature of of the game but I always loved about her that she was she was like Joel but as you said in the last one she's much more kind of like even killed cool headed responsible <laughs> like and so when this thing happens with Ellie she is the one in the game and in the show who's like, okay, we've made this decision and kind of makes an effort to maybe not bond with Ellie, but like get to know Ellie, like talks to her, answers her questions um, in a way that Joel does not. Joel's very like, right. "Mm -mm." (laughs) Right. And she she talks about the whole mall scene and she's like, man, you got some balls on you. (laughs) Like that's what she says to Ellie, which Ellie takes as a compliment, obviously. Yes. Um, But that level of, non-fear mm-hmm. of Ellie, which is obviously changing as she is growing and seeing more and more uh, Tess admires mm-hmm. and obviously sees that as a strength for her, but also sees her as a child trying, needing to protect her. Right. Yeah, and she is very protective of her. She also has that scene where she's like, I'm going to talk to you like an adult, but is protective. And um, I think pretty quickly has a respect for her like they 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 have a they bond they do bond and Ellie really respected Tess and Tess dying does not leave her quickly which is one of the things I do love about the game is like those things linger uh mm-hmm. <laughs> you can see the trauma throughout um that is also a theme yes. as, a, as a reminder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. 
In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. And I know you listeners know my love, Peaches Gertrude McFuzzin, whom I've talked about so much. And she really was love at first sight. But I will tell you that it took a long time for me to find her. I actually was looking for a good two years before I stumbled upon her picture from my local shelter and knew the moment I saw her that she was the one. And the minute I tell you when I saw that picture and I went to meet her out the shelter and I sat with her for a good 20 minutes, y'all, I couldn't leave her. I knew she had to be mine. I knew we belonged together. Peaches and I are friends as well. We are we have a good relationship together. So. You can find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the Adoption Drive and to see full terms and conditions. One of the things I do enjoy about Tessa's character as well is that she... When she realizes she's going to die, she's the one that's like, this could be real. Like this, Ellie could be the cure. She could be the vaccine. We've done some terrible things. This might be like a way for redemption or something. But she uses like, whereas I think Joel would very much be like, well, it's over. I give up. She was like, no, we have to see this through. We have to see this through. And kind of offering that leadership and using that, like still having hope, even though from what we've seen of her, largely she's kind of like, yeah, we're people, Joel. We're not good people. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. She does say set things right. Right, she does. She is more in, in the scene versus what happens in the game. She is more like the line, save who you can save. That's unique to the show. She's much more like, you know, You've got to, we got to see this as far as it can go. If you care about me at all, you will do this for me, this last thing. And she does have like some of my favorite lines that they kept in there. I like how she reveals the bite and says, oops, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, This also was very much changed. How she died in the game versus the show was pretty changed. And this was one of the things where we saw like the kiss, the very disturbing kiss they, that was one of the big things they changed was how it spreads and how they communicate. So as you said, like, in the game, you don't have to worry about, like, tendrils. Sometimes the um, they're called runners. The regular zombies will swarm. But that's more because if they hear sound, they will come. This brings us to the clickers. <laughs> <laughs> and the clickers are so terrifying in the game. There was audible screaming. I screamed aloud. The audience. 
I screamed aloud. <laughs> Twice, actually. Twice. <laughs> yeah. It was so well done, but it's so scary. Um, but one of the like most diabolical things about this game is when you first meet a clicker, number one, they're not easy to kill. And they can hear you. Like if you step on glass, or if you move too quickly, they can hear you. But runners, the so-called regular zombies, can see you. So you've got a problem because one group can see you but can't hear too well. And the other ones can hear everything that you do but can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> it's strategy. You gotta be smart. Um, it's true. But they were they were very well done. The sound was excellent. So on point. Scary. Scary. Very. Mm-hmm. It was scary. Like it made me jump. I didn't scream, but it didn't it, it made me jump for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the costuming was great. The movements of the actors were right there with the movements of the game as well. Like the hiding and the ducking and the crawling and the rolling. Right. Yes. It was uh, as in the game when um, people play. Mm-hmm. This is also why I can't play games because I don't know how to do all that. I'm like, what <laughs> is terrifying. this? What are these buttons? Oh my gosh. The scene where like Joel is like trying to like hold his flashlight in between his like his chin and his shoulder and he's trying to get the ammo and the gun. And then it, the camera moves and the clicker is right next to him. <laughs> so good. Because it's true. If you can be quiet, they can be right there. You just have to hope they don't accidentally turn your way anyway. But um, <laughs> yeah, I people were very excited about it and looking forward to it if you've played the game. And that was one of the, that's one of the fun things is like if you haven't played it, you don't know they're called clickers. And I thought they did such a good job of when you see... Joel and Tess's fear about, oh, there might be clickers in this building. Mm, spot on. Spot on. Um, I also loved Ellie's kind of joking line where she's like, so there aren't huge zombies that throw spore packets at you? And Tess is like, God, I hope not. And then she says, and there aren't ones that have their heads split open and can hear like bats. And they go, both go like, mm. Mm, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so in the final wrap-up of this, I did want to read, we got some, we've gotten some messages about this, so thank you, love it. Um, love it. And I want to read this one from Steph, who wrote, Greetings from Edmonton, or as you know it, post-apocalypse Boston. Ooh. I just watched episode two of The Last of Us, which was partly filmed in Edmonton. I never expected the city to be so recognizable. <laughs> the first love outdoor it. scene was shot in front of my current workplace. My building is hidden by a pile of rubble. Hmm. I remember watching them film it last year, and they eventually walked past my old building on the way to the State House, a.k.a. Alberta Legislature. If you're wondering, the short way between these buildings would take about 10 minutes to walk. My partner and I got such a kick pointing out local landmarks as we watched it. If you are ever in town, the legislature is worth a visit. It is on the bank of a river surrounded by a park. It's actually beautiful when it's not covered in zombies. <laughs> That's fair. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a lot of stuff filmed in Atlanta. And one of the fun things is to see if you recognize right. and know exactly where they're located. I'm like, oh, that's that bridge and that's that lane. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is really so fun. So I can only imagine. Yes. Yes. It did look beautiful minus the zombies. <laughs> yeah. The the view was lovely. There were so many scenes that I, of course, was like, there it is. It's that. <laughs> um, yes. 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 So here's my non-spoiler <laughs> things to look forward to. One would be the bloater, 
bloaters. And if you watch the after yeah. scene with all of the directors, you may have actually understand what we're talking about. You might. You might indeed. Uh, another is we're going to, I think we're going to be introduced to some queer storylines in the next one. I think the next one is going to be amazing. And I also think it's going to be the biggest departure from the game. Actual gameplay. Right. Because that story does exist, but it's easily you missed. You have to do the, you have to do the extras. I know yeah. during your playthrough with my partner, you made him go through the, all the yeah, extras. Yeah, I did. Yeah, go to this building and go to that building and turn that note <laughs> over that and touch note. that. <laughs> Read it. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, in the game, there's an ode to Supernatural, which is weird. Yes, there is. <laughs> yes, there is. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I, as I told you, kind of like perhaps very, very nerdily, I was like, it's been fun to watch something that I've loved and to see it adapted so well and to have these kind of new things in it where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm really loving, like I said, these cold opens. I'm loving the changes that they did. The acting is amazing. The scenery is amazing. The clickers. So good. So good. Yeah. So good. Yes. So <laughs> I can't I can't emphasize this enough. We are not sponsored by them. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify once again, but uh, I am... It doesn't mean that we don't love it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we'll ever stop talking about no. it. No. Because Annie will never stop. No. You can't make her. I can't. I can't stop. I have so many thoughts. And I think I, the next one's... I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, so, Get that popcorn ready. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for sharing this with me, Samantha. And... Love it. You listeners as well. As I said, I hope... Uh, plenty of people have written in, including Steph, who said, I've never played the game, but I enjoyed listening to you talk about it, and I'm enjoying the show. So I hope that even if you're not super into it, you can enjoy this um, a little bit. But uh, yes, we will see you next time. As I said, we'll get back to regularly scheduled programming March, mid-March, <laughs> after the finale. Maybe. Yes, yes. <laughs> but in the meantime... You can email us at stephydmomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at Podcast or on Instagram and TikTok, perhaps a video of this very episode uh, at Stuff I Never Told You. Thank you to Joey for helping us with that. Amazing. And thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive 
and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends. 